Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Wonderful, wonderful thing. So we're continuing our Lifescape series. So Lifescape... Uh, is a series we started in the beginning of September. Uh, and life's, your lifescape is really the landscape of your life. It's the, as you stand and take the view of, over your life and you see who you are and see where you're going. It's the description of what God has placed in your life. But understanding who you are and understanding what the, the lifescape of your life is, how things are unfolding, is the great challenge for all of us. And so this over this month, we've been describing how God unfolds within our heart and in our life a future that is ordained in Him. And so we went through Romans chapter 12, which was quite a reflective type sort of... Um, uh, series, and now we're going to be doing Romans chapter 8. And Romans 8 is very much a building of our true God given identity. Um, when I left school, many of you will know that um, my forward projection of life, as considered by the school teachers who had put up with me for the previous five years, had they had a projection, a forward projection of my life, which was quite different to the forward projection that I had going on in my head. So they had their expectations of me, and I had my expectations of me. And the two were quite different because they were based on a different um, experience of life. See, what my school teacher saw was a person that was belligerent, uh, indifferent, lazy. Um, if there was a rule in school, I broke it. Um, I found the educational system uh, suffocating and belittling and, and I sought in every way to break the rules. Now, I don't encourage anyone to do that <laughs> or to be like that. If you're still in school, do not copy what I did, all right? And... Um, I was raised in a family that were quite anti-establishment, and so and, and so that that kind of viewpoint was magnified in me. Here's the thing, parents. Actually, whatever viewpoint you have, your children would take further. If you if you have an indifference to certain issues in life, the next generation won't even care about them at all. It's called drift. It just you just move away from things. Uh, and so my parents uh, grew up in a very formalized life. And so they, they were trying to break out of that formalized sort of structures, which, which held them down. And so they, they raised a family that was kind of just stood her own ground and did her own things. But, but that resulted in a family where most of us ended up with, with much lower educational um, grades than, than was actually physically possible. And, and we, I could have done so much more. I knew that I was smart, the school didn't. <laughs> and uh, what happened was that they had this expectation of my life. And, and I, when I left school, I was offered jobs of working in a warehouse and just basic laboring jobs. And for them, that was my life projection, that I was, that was all I could achieve. 
But I knew there was someone different in me. What they didn't know in me was a businessman and an entrepreneur. And what they certainly never saw in me was a pastor, a church planter, uh, and a visionary to see the move of God across, across Scotland and across Europe. They never saw that in me because they had an experience, an expectation of the type of things that they had seen in me through the, 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 through the fleshly nature of who I was, right? But I had something else going on in my heart that I kind of kept to myself. It says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, it says this, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. What Paul is unfolding here is this, or actually... Romans chapter 8 is bringing a conclusion of what the conversation he's having in Romans 7. And Romans 7 unlocks this huge paradox of two natures going off inside of us. We, there are two natures. There is our sinful nature and there is our spirit nature. There is our God nature and there is our self-centered nature. There are two things going off at the same time. And Paul writes in Romans chapter 7... Uh, and verse 24. We're just going to read the end of Romans 7 just so we get an understanding of where we're coming from this morning. Romans 7, 24, it says, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I serve myself, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. You see, what Paul is saying is that there are two things going off in my life. That, but what the world see, what society sees, what maybe you even see over your own life is the forward projection of your own weakness, your failure, and those kind of the expectations of going on around us of the things of this world. There is a forward projection from this point. What do you expect to happen next? And we base that expectation on people's failure, on their weaknesses, on our kind of knowledge of them. And most humanity leans towards the negative. Have you noticed that? You know, one of the things as a businessman I was very much aware of was the fact that if you got something right as a business and you did really, really well, it would get spoken of to maybe two or three people at best. If you did something bad, everybody knew about it. <laughs> and actually they said it was at least between 10 and 20 people would know how bad you are. People prefer negative than they do to positive. They, 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 they love the drama of what is wrong rather than the possibility of what is right. And so that's human nature, that's sinful nature, that's flesh, fleshy nature, the nature that denies the promise of Jesus Christ in our life, right? Now that's important to understand. You can say, 
What, am I, is my flesh nature denying the promise of Christ? Yeah, because what happens with your flesh nature is it is constantly pushing your own agenda. And your own agenda is pulling you down, not lifting you up. All right? But there's something else going on in your heart that's denying that projection. And so some of you, I believe, some of you have forward projected your life and so you're, you're, you're wrestling with these forward projections. And, and you're going, well, is my life just disappointment or is it full of hope? Is it of heartache or is it of something greater that God has got for my life? And what tends to happen is we spend our time hopping between two different forward projections, depending on what we're going through at the time. Sometimes we're just, oh, this is amazing. And we we see what God is doing. It opens up to us like a clear picture. It's like the difference between the TV screen and the projectors on either side. (laughs) I never realized how much depth we had lost until you put it on a TV. And you're like, oh, now it looks rubbish. It used to look amazing. <laughs> and, and life opens up like this, this amazing uh, experience. But then in the midst of it, the trials that come along reveal the nature of your heart. And suddenly your forward projection begins to shift. And you begin to doubt and question whether what you believed in was real. Because now you're looking at a different projection. And you're looking at it because you're seeing it through the eyes of your sinful nature. Your flesh nature. The moment you start looking at life through your hurts and disappointments. You're looking at it through your flesh nature. And the moment you do that, you change your projection. But in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, it changes. There's a declaration that we have, regardless of what anybody has ever said about you, regardless of what you say about yourself, there is a different forward projection than the experience of your disappointments. There is a forward projection that God is doing something extraordinary in your life. And it says here in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, it says, There is now no condemnation. Now the things we have to understand is that both forward projections are real. Both are real, both operating at the same time. Depending on what you live in, As to what you are seeing unfold in your life. Because the simple says, who would deliver me from this sinful man? He's still got the sinful man. You still carry yourself with you. Your sinful nature still comes with you. But there is a victor in Jesus Christ that lives in your heart. And he changes the projection of your life. Now, what this says here in Romans 8 verse 1, it says, now no condemnation. Now, now is not a future hope. We're talking about a future projection, but to change a future projection, you have to know you're on the right path now. And the Bible says now. Now, this is an interesting concept because now there's no condemnation. But the problem with the now is that you might not be believing for anything. The problem with the now is you could be living in the flesh. When Jesus came to pay the price for our sin, 
We weren't even asking for forgiveness. You understand me here? We weren't even asking for forgiveness. When Jesus came to us and offered his life for us, that we received him, we weren't asking for it. He came and found us and sowed that seed of question in our heart in the first place. And so we have to understand that the now, in the now, we are qualified for the kingdom of God. We're qualified for an extraordinary, extraordinary life in Christ, full of hope and purpose. We're qualified in those things now. Now, there's no condemnation. But the problem, it's it's a little bit like saying to a first year student who's got four years to go in university, who doesn't know anything of the subject that they're going to study and say, oh yeah, you're qualified. Now. What do you mean now? It'd be like saying to Jamie, who's just done five years, in the first year, Jamie, you're qualified. Now Jamie's just spent five years qualified. He's now working his butt off for those five years. It kind of, you worked your butt off for five years and now you're really working. You won't have a butt left, that's for sure. <laughs> And there will be no butt on that man. <laughs> he's, he's doing his first year as a doctor. <laughs> and, 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 but it would be like saying to someone studying to be a doctor, in their first, they walk in the door, oh, congratulations, now you are qualified. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But that's how the kingdom of God works. Now there's no condemnation over your life. Now the forward projection has changed. Now you're living in the qualification of which Christ has done for you. It says here in John chapter 5, and I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation, just to keep Neil happy, because I know he likes that Bible version. It's got pictures, and you can do colouring in it as well, can't you? John chapter 5, verse 24, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God, who sent me, have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already. Everyone says already. Already. Passed from death into life. Already passed from death into life. Well, hang on a sec. I, I haven't even got the grip of this. What is the death and life? I'm already... Qualified, already established. There is an already over your life that is changing the projection of the direction of who you are, even if you're experiencing something which denies all of those things. Why is that? Because there's two projections. There's the flesh nature and there's the Christ nature and the Christ nature supersedes the flesh nature. On every occasion, we've got to understand that we have qualified. It's as I said before. It's like saying to a person who hasn't sat at a piano, "Oh, by the way, you're already a pianist." I remember having a dream of playing the piano, and I, I dreamt I was playing the piano. But it created this incredible crisis. I remember waking up thinking that was weird. I mean, we all have some weird dreams, don't we? Cheryl thinks I'm psychotically weird because I do I say you should I can't believe this dream I had and I, I do the most amazing experience of dream. dreams are fabulous but but I dreamt once I was just playing a concert piano and I was having to play the piano but the problem with my dream was this 
I don't know how to play the piano. And it doesn't matter how much I dreamt it, my imagination couldn't put my fingers in the right place because there is no memory experience of what that means. I know where the C chord is. I can play a few chords. I don't know how to play them together. <laughs> and that's it. It's not, it's not a melody and it's not pleasant. And, and my, in my dream, I couldn't put that together because I don't know how to play. But it's like saying, Kevin Upton, you are now a pianist. What? How does it even work? And that is the challenge of your heart to believe that Christ has already qualified you. Already you have passed from death to life. Already you have been qualified. Already you may be experiencing your own doubt, but that's because you are or denying what Christ has done for you and still living in the experience of your past life. You can still live in it, denying what Christ has already done. But what Christ has already done changes the outcome and the forward projection of your life. I want us to understand that there is a move of God's spirit See, Christ tells us the truth. Our forward projection was launched by his sacrifice. Our hope was established by his victory. And our guarantee of success was underwritten by his spirit. Let me say that to you again. Our forward projection was launched by his sacrifice. Our hope was established by his victory. And our guarantee of success was underwritten by his spirit. 1 Corinthians, one, uh, sorry, I think it's just 2 Corinthians, I haven't even written which, I've just got the verses written down, but it's, it's, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 1, I believe. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. For the promises of God in him are maybe, and I'm not sure. We live in the maybes and the I'm not sure. It's not what the Bible says. I was reading from the doubter's version. (laughs) (laughs) For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Well, how does that even work? Because your forward projection is a projection of blessed, not cursed. Well, I'm living in the curse. Well, that's because you're still fiddling around with the nature of your flesh life. Paul says, a wretched man that I am. All of us go through the constant struggle of wrestling with which forward projection, which life, which path do I sit on? We all wrestle with those doubts. This way, that way, this way, that way. We need to settle in our hearts. The promises of God are yes and amen. Amen means so be it. It is done, settled, finished, finito. No more questions, no more doubts, no more questioning about how is this going to unfold? Is my life blessed or is it cursed? Am I, am I ruined in this scenario? How am I working in my life? Well, you know what? When you doubt God, 
what happens is you just place your heart on a different, you shift your heart away from the promises of God and you put it on the other path. You just take your heart. But this is what you've got to understand. You have been placed in a different projection. God's taking you through a journey of his plans and purposes being unfolded in your life. He's taking care of you. Are you with me here? He's taking care of you. And what that means is that your heart, your mind, your, that just that flesh can just, like that doubt and fear can grab a hold of you, but it hasn't changed what God is working in you. For all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. And to the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Who has also sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Guarantee is one of the most powerful legal words that you can ask for in terms of assurity promise it's a guarantee when you buy a television or actually it's when you buy a washing machine that's the one that you want with the extra guarantee isn't it (laughs) because those are the things that still break down tvs don't break down anymore like they used to but but washing machines still do we've got a washing machine at home that's not very old and it sounds like a rocket uh, trying to take off, and uh, it's, the, it's the most hideous, horrible noise, and the bearings have gone on this thing, it, and uh, it, it's all my underpants, Cheryl has to clean them often, and so, and uh, I don't know why I say things like that, no, uh, maybe we should, yeah, anyway, so moving on, so, And uh, so what happens is this washing machine is just... But what you want with a washing machine is a guarantee because a guarantee ensures that the thing is working. That it's always going to work. It's a guarantee. The guarantee is the fact that it's always going to work. Not whether it's going to... You're going to have trouble or not. The guarantee doesn't say, oh, you won't have trouble. The guarantee says, if you have trouble, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. Why? Because the forward projection of what God promises over your life doesn't change with the trouble that you're going through. All things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. What happens The guarantee that has been promised by the Holy Spirit means that he is changing your forward projection. I want want to put a challenge out to all of you in your heart. The doubts you carry in your heart. Everyone doubts. I love that video that Bear Grylls speaks of, of the Alpha. And just there's this honesty about his life and we all carry doubts if if you as i said before if you don't carry doubts you're not breathing because you're human right but it's whether you allow those doubts to possess your future or whether you can put aside those doubts and live in the promise of what god has ordained it's which path you set your projection there is now therefore No condemnation 
no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There are two paths working in our life. Tonight, I'm going to be speaking about the rules that apply and how God has enabled and empowered us to live by a different rule system. The laws of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus utterly changes the, the, changes the, the, the life that we expect to happen. We, we live our lives by according to certain rules and expectations and those rules create boundaries of what we can do and what we can't do. Our experience of life creates rules of what I can do, what I can't do. If I have a difficult relationship with someone, certain rules apply now with that relationship, whether I can speak to them or whether I can't. We create rules, don't we? We create these little boundaries. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set us free from those things. So what are those rules and how do we live in them? And so I want us to understand that that there is a forward projection that changes the landscape of your life. It changes the, the, the atmosphere and it changes the climate that your life is living in. We're not just talking about the, the hills and the, the valleys. We're not talking about the pathway through it. We're talking about the climate that you're living in. Kira and I just come back from Rome. I just need you to understand something. Somehow they ended up with a better climate. It doesn't seem fair, but <laughs> and Italy is is. Um, I remember there's a movie. I think it was um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm not sure. If, was it was it that Neil? I'm looking at Neil. He's the expert in all of these things. Do you not? Okay. So um, it it was a movie that I watched where the aliens were going to blow up the Earth, and they were, the only thing they were going to keep was Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and which I kind of like that. I'm like, okay, well, we'll live in Italy then. <laughs> it's just got a better climate, right? <laughs> the climate of your life is changed. Not just the environment, not just the direction, but the climate in which you're living in changes too. We've been living in an Indian summer, a warm uh, autumn and it's been very nice and the farmers are all celebrating they're getting in their harvest and they're getting the hay bales and they're all dry and they, one farmer was saying how many thousands of litres of fuel he saved because he doesn't have to dry uh, the, 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 um, the hay and uh, so he's all of these things it's like here we have had an amazing climate God changes the climate yeah. of your life yeah. not just the direction of your life. And that is what we believe God is putting. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.